All right, before we get into tonight's lesson, again, lots of verses tonight, just as an FYI. Um, <clears throat> a little bit of an advertisement. We now have a church podcast. So, to it'll be allow us to get recordings easier, and you can download them and have it. You can subscribe on an app, and it'll just automatically download them. So, um, I will be sending out some more information forthwith. But uh, we have that now, so it should be easier to get the recordings of the messages uh, going forward. So tonight, as I said last week, we're going to be looking at praying for the children of the house. Um, the last two weeks, we looked at the man of the house, some ways we can pray for the men in our church as husbands, and then as fathers, and then also as grandfathers, and we have all three of those um, represented in our church, well, even tonight. And then last week, we looked at the lady of the house, and as a wife, as a mother, and as a grandmother. And again, we have those represented in our midst tonight as well. And then tonight, we're going to look at praying for the children in the home. And, well, we have children here uh, represented as, uh, tonight as well. So all three are very applicable. And that first verse, I forgot to write down. So I'm just going to quickly get it here on my phone. Job chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 says, this is talking about Job, And his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Uh, we see Job, uh, which uh, most scholars believe is the oldest book in our Bible. We have the example of him, um, well, giving sacrifices for his children. And today, for us to give sacrifices, well, praying for our children is one way. So we have that example, uh, one of the earliest um, books in the Bible of Job praying for his children, well, and it's still applicable today. So we're going to look at uh, two sections um, of the children in the home. We're going to look at young children, which addresses the majority of the children in our church at this point, but then um, we'll have, we'll look at youth, and we have a couple kids in our church that are getting to that point as well, so um, hopefully tonight's uh, lesson will be um, challenging and applicable. And uh, again, we have lots of verses, so we're just going to get right into it. So one thing, first thing we can be praying for young children in our homes is that they'll learn the Bible, and they'll also learn to respect the Bible. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We looked at that verse last week, talking about Timothy and his mother and his grandmother. Um, but we need, our children need to learn the Bible. 
Uh, Proverbs 1.8 says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs 35 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Psalm 119, 140, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. And then Psalm 34, 11, come ye children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Those are just a couple verses that talk about learning the Bible and talking about God's word. And of course, there's many more, but we need to be praying for our children that they will learn the Bible and that they will learn to respect it. We also need to, our children also need to learn to obey their parents. Of course, probably one of the first verses I ever learned, Ephesians 6.1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then Colossians 3.20, which says a similar thing, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. So Joel, when you obey mommy and daddy, God is pleased by that. Did you know that? Yeah, that's what the Bible tells us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we need to be praying for our children that they'll learn to obey us. And then, well, um, uh, well, we'll get to that next point. There's, we'll also be looking at uh, learning to obey authority. I think actually that's in the, um, it might be in the next section. But children need to learn to obey. Then we also should be praying for our children that they will give their hearts to their father. Proverbs 23, 26. My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. Um, of course, there's practical things we can do as fathers to uh, win the heart of our child, but we should also be praying for that. And then, okay, here it is. We also should be praying that our children learn to respect those in authority. Um, this day and age, children don't respect authority as they ought, um, and uh, those children grow up and become members of society, and, well, we see where we are today. It's because people aren't learning to respect those in authority, and we should be praying for that for our children. Uh, Romans 13.1, And every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, the powers that be or are ordained of God. Um, the, the people out there that are in charge of countries, according to this verse, they're ones that be ordained of God, and we should be subject to them as long as they're not violating what God tells us to do. And then Hebrews 13, 7, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Our children need to learn to respect those in authority, and that's one thing that we can be praying for them specifically. Then we should be praying that our children are protected from knowing evil. Romans 16, 19 says, For your obedience is come abroad unto all men, I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And then Jeremiah 10, 2, Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, 
and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Um, we might be accused of sheltering our children. We might have been accused of being sheltered growing up. I know I have been, but uh, that's a good thing. Um, simple concerning evil um, and not learning the way of the heathen. So we should be praying that our children are protected from knowing evil. And then we should also be praying that our children develop talents. Uh, Daniel 1.4 talks about uh, all the different things that, well, the Chaldeans were looking, uh, uh, looking for in Daniel and his uh, friends. Um, and they were skillful. They, they, were taught, they, were lear- uh, they were taught many things, and they continued to learn. Um, and then First Chronicles 15:22 uh, is an interesting uh, verse about the Levites. And it says, And Chenaniah, chief of the Levites, was for song. He instructed about the song because he was skillful. Um, if he wasn't skillful in song, he wouldn't been able to, he wouldn't been the instructor, instruct, instruct, instructor, that's the word, uh, about the song. And um, there's also some references about um, the guys who put together the tabernacle. They were skillful, we, and they were greatly used of the Lord um, in building the tabernacle and bringing all those metals together and all, everything um, that was required for that. So we should be praying for our children that they will develop talents. And of course, um, as pastors preached before, we should be looking and directing our kids in the ways that um, there, there are specific talents that our children have where we should be building that up and pointing them in that, in that direction and just be, we should be praying, first of all, that we discern what talents our children do have, but then knowing how to develop those talents. But then another thing we should be praying for is that there won't be favoritism uh, with our children. Um, Genesis 25:28, talking about Isaac and Rebekah. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but ja- Rebekah loved Jacob. And, of course, we know the situation with Jacob and Esau and um, their division. And, well, it didn't help that one parent loved one child more than the other. And then... Genesis 37.3, another favoritism. Um, now Israel, or, jo- or Jacob, well, Jacob himself, uh, happened to him, then he did it to his own kids. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. There's, again, some negative examples of favoritism, and, of course, we know the rest of the stories um, for both of those. But um, then uh, Ecclesiastes 12.1, not totally applicable at this point, but it's a good verse uh, about this whole section. Um, It says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Um, We should be praying for our children when they're young, 
for all these different areas. Um, and of course, when they're young, they may not totally understand their need of salvation, but uh, we'll actually get into this, the next point. Um, but of course, we want them to get saved and to understand that. Uh, but these are some areas that are be good ways to, that we can pray for to mold our children in that way. And then, of course, uh, with youth, salvation is a big thing. I mean, not saying that you should wait till your child is a youth to be praying for their salvation. Um, I think as early as when they're in the womb, you can be praying for their salvation. Um, it was interesting, the verses that came along with this point from uh, the lesson that I got this from is in Matthew 19. Uh, verse 16, which says, uh, it's talking about the, uh, um, I think it's the rich young, rich young ruler. Uh, Matthew 19, 16 says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The thought I had in reading those verses and applying to this point, um, our kids, they're going to know the Bible growing up. Um, if, Of course, if we're teaching them, if we bring them to Sunday school, uh, bring them to church, do all the things that we're supposed to do as parents, but there could be a disconnect. It's that head knowledge versus that heart knowledge. I mean, uh, the example of this young man was he kept, obviously he didn't actually keep all those commandments from his youth up, but he thought he did. And there's that disconnect between the head and the heart. And I, that's my own testimony. Like, yeah, I knew I needed to be saved, but I didn't get to the point of being lost. And it took uh, yes, sir. I heard a comment about that, that, that that was in reference to he had sacrifices for all his sins, he kept everything through the law. Okay. That makes sense, too. But there's still just, he needed to see his need. Our children are going to see need to see their need of salvation, um, even if... They are good Christian kids, like most of us were. We had to come to that point of being lost. So we should be praying for our children for their salvation. And then we should be praying that they be guarded from sin. Um, Psalm 119, 9 through 11. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking, taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee, and let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And then Saul, uh, Proverbs 1.10, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. 2 Timothy 2.22, 2 
flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of, our, out of a pure heart. We should be praying for our children that they'll be guarded from sin. And, and that other verse that we looked at, simple concerning evil, um, protecting from knowing evil. Of course, as children get older, as they get more exposure to the world, they're going to, there's going to be some evil that they're going to learn about. But we should be praying that they be guarded from sin. And then we should be praying that they'll be spiritually strong. First uh, John 2, 13 and 14. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. The key there is, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and as a result of that, ye have overcome the wicked one. We should be praying that our children be spiritually strong to know God's word, that they'll be, over, be able to overcome the wicked one. And of course, a lot of these things build off of them being genuinely saved, but we should still be praying um, that they'll be spiritually strong. And then um, Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Our children need to know God's word, meditate in it, um, do what is written in there. And then as a result, they'll be prosperous and have good success. And of course, a lot of these verses are very applicable to us as well. Um, but... Specifically, we should be praying this way for our children. And then Second John 1, 4. I rejoice greatly that I found thy children walking in truth as we have received the commandment from God. And then Third John 1, 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. We should be praying that our children walk in truth, that they'll be spiritually strong. And then... Um, we should be praying that they're effective witnesses. Psalm 127.4 says, As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Um, I've heard the example before. Well, you might have given the example, I'm not sure. But our children are different shaped arrows, and they are what the weapons God has given us to fight the evil one, shooting off in different directions. And, well, one of the ways is being a, an effective witness. We should be praying that they be effective witnesses in their life. And then um, Psalm 144, 12, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. Um, we need to be praying that God uses them to be effective witnesses. And then we should pray that, be praying that they honor their parents, Ephesians 6.2, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, Proverbs 23.22, hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. So, 
Um, just because they may be out of our house eventually, uh, but we should, we should still be praying that they honor um, us as parents. And of course, that's also a um, command to us today. We should still be honoring our fathers and mothers, even though uh, we're not under their uh, household anymore. And then we should be praying for our children that they'll have right marriage. Um, Proverbs 18.22, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Proverbs 12.4, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. Proverbs 19.14, Houses and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. Um, we should be praying that the, God will bring the right one at the right time. Um, I mean, just reflecting on my own life, obviously, if I didn't marry Katie, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, marriage is a big decision. It's going to change your life. Um, and you want to be married to the one that God has for you. And we should be praying for our children that uh, at the right time, God will bring them along and uh, that they will get married. And then, so that was um, praying specifically for young children and for children, uh, youth age, teenagers. But then um, we'll finish up here with praying as a child in the home. These are some things we can be training our children to be praying. Um, we should have them be praying for us as parents, uh, praying that. Uh, they love each other. Uh, Colossians 3.19. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. And then Titus 2.4. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. We should teach our children that they should be praying for us as parents, that we will love each other. And then also um, that they will, well, teach them for... Have our children pray for us as parents that we will love Jesus. And then um, we should teach our children to be praying for their siblings. Um, I'm not going to read that whole passage, uh, but it's talking about when um, Joseph was thrown into the pit by his brothers. Uh, that's obviously another one of those negative examples but there can be conflicts in families, um, and children should learn to pray for their siblings. Um, and then specifically, they sh should be praying for unity. Um, and Colossians 3, 12 and, ver uh, 12 and 14 say, says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Um, we should teach our children to be praying for unity with their siblings. Um, and I've used this example before, but once I learned to pray for someone that gave me a hard time, that relationship got much better. Um, so we should be teaching our children to be praying for their siblings and for their parents. And one last note, one last point um, tonight, we should be praying together 
as families. So um, we should be praying with each other and for each other. Um, I think it's a powerful thing when um, our children hear us praying specifically for them. I remember growing up, my dad would pray with me before I go to bed, and um, I remember him uh, praying specifically for my salvation. Um, and there were times where I, when I, well, there was a time when I thought I was saved, but then he was praying um, about my salvation. It was like, it made me think. So we should be praying with each other, for each other, um, together as families. So that is some quick points on ways we can pray for our children and then ways we can teach our children uh, to pray for us as parents and for their siblings.